Hello, everyone, and welcome back to My Best Friend's Brother. I'm Zoe. And I'm Meg. And we're happy to be here today. I know it's been a little bit of have, a break. Have some again. breaks. Um, yeah, again, like we said, getting started, we kind of knew that this might happen, but thank you for bearing with us. Today, we're going be to be fun. talking kind of about my pregnancy mm-hmm. with my daughter, Ozzy, as well as just kind of my labor and delivery story. Yes. I love listening to those like I did before I had babies. I love them now. Yes. I'm um, the interviewer today. I yeah, get to interview kind of, Zoe. I'm in the hot seat. Yeah. Um, but just a little catch up on where we've been, what's been going on. I remember last time, it might have been the time before, you said that you were gone on a trip and oh, you yeah. didn't talk about it. But Yes, my I was in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. My brother got engaged. Yes. Um did that that's exciting wedding will be this summer and my future sister-in-law just asked me to be a bridesmaid so I'm really excited about that I'm excited for them I know it'll be I'm sure a lot of you know Brooklyn Fulmer yes that's Meg's soon-to-be sister-in-law sister so fun Brooklyn so we're really excited my whole family's really excited we always joked that Tanner would never get married and because he's turning no he's turning 29 this year and he okay, never... so like again, kind of back to our last yes. podcast. Like in Utah, he's old. Yes, and he just didn't care to like date girls. And then we set him up, and found yeah, him me his and wife. Zoe kind of orchestrated the... the whole thing. Yeah, so that's exciting how it all turned out. We when they first like started like going on dates, we were like, "What if they get married?" Yeah, like that'd be so weird. And now here we are. I know that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I remember that was going on. Um, yeah, we've just been busy. Yeah. But crazy lives. Yeah. Everyone has crazy lives. Not even it's crazy. Been... Like, it, I say that, but then I'm like, I don't really do anything. But yeah, we're just, we've just been just busy. Just things anyway. all over the place a yeah. little bit. But so, it's been good. One thing that we talked about maybe kind of doing at the beginning of our podcast is just sharing like not even what did you call them? Hot I said like takes. hot takes, but it could just, just be kind like of like thoughts of the week. Yeah, or things like, that we just thought of randomly. Yes. Like so random. We obviously just moved into our house and we've been assembling furniture a lot. And Meg and I always laugh because we love doing it. Like it <laughs> that was is one of the things something... I wrote down. I was like, putting together furniture is actually enjoyable. Yeah. And it's something that like our husbands do not do. Yes. Like, no, Trayson is not going to assemble the dresser. Yes. And I, but I genuinely like it. Like when Ozzy's able to take a nap mm-hmm. or be asleep and I can just sit with my tools yes. and put something <laughs> together and then it's done after and you feel just. You feel so good. Yeah. The week Zoe moved in to her house. I came over after Ozzy went to bed one night. We did all the chairs. The we table, put our table yeah. together. And Trey was here, but he was yeah. just like not helping. Chilling. That's funny. So that's fun. Yeah. I feel like some people, you either love it mm-hmm. or you genuinely despise it. I know. Our sister-in-law, Tasia is like, I could never. Yeah, like She's that's like, no way. She helped me with something in Hawaii and she was like, oh. I said, it's fun when you just, f- I like the following directions thing. Like when Trey tries to do it, he's like, I can do it with that's no Xander directions. I'm like, no, because look, now he put together her like Jeep that he ordered for her and it like was missing Doesn't four work. parts. And I was like, okay, yeah. Well, did you read the instructions? Yeah, I did. Well, clearly you didn't. Okay. So that's kind of random. Yeah. But if there's anyone else out there that loves building furniture, we're your people. We're your, yeah. Um, what was another one that I was thinking? Okay. I don't like carbonation. 
so random i do not drink carbonation in anything like i do not like soda it's not a health thing whenever i tell people oh i don't like I don't soda, drink soda. They're like, like, oh you're so healthy no it's not about that i've never liked it i don't like bubbles i don't like carbonation to me because i love the carbonation burn no like yeah after, it's like spicy in yes, my mouth when i get a diet coke i will like gulp it so that i can feel the burn in my throat no when I do take a sip of it, it has to like slowly sit in my mouth. All the until bubbles it like fizz de- out. Yes, seriously. <laughs> I'm like a little kid, so I don't like that. That's okay. Was there any other ones that we talked about? That was so random. But. Um, one thing, I'm getting laser hair removal right now. Uh-huh. And the wildest thing that I had no idea was a thing about laser hair removal is your hair after like two weeks after a treatment, your hair will push itself out of your body like your skin huh i was so confused like it just like falls out yes and i because like yeah i feel like i knew that did i not i didn't know that like it's still after my treatment it was like still growing because it takes like yeah a good amount of treatments for it to oh be so i know gone. what you're saying like it it like still grew and then it just fell out yes and then it was like all of a sudden yeah okay i get what you're saying i was like huh. What is going on? I want laser. It's great. I love it. I had an appointment this morning. (laughs) That's awesome. It's one of those things I've always said I'm going to do, and then they're like, you can't do it when you're pregnant or breastfeeding or nursing. And I'm like, okay, so for the, like, (laughs) next, what, however many years of my life, like, I'll do it one day. Yeah. But it was something that I almost did before I got married, and now I'm like, oh, I should have done it. Like, dang it. And it's just something I don't want to spend money on. Yeah. But you'll probably never regret spending money on it. No. It was one of the things that it was like, I thought about it forever. And I was yes. like, eh, but do I want to do it? And then you're like, And then hey, I'd bring it up again. Yeah. And then let you're it slide like, and then bring it up again. It. I was like, yeah. Okay. Do it. Well. So. Meg will let us know how that yeah, goes. You know how some people say it just like didn't work, doesn't work for them? A lot of the times it will work. And then when people get pregnant, yeah. it grows back. Okay. I have heard that. So. Or just people with, like, lighter hair say it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, those are our hot, hot takes, takes our random week. thoughts of the week. But back to this week's topic. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I'll just kind of give you, like, mm-hmm. a quick little synopsis, and then we'll dive into, into it, it all. But I got pregnant with my daughter, Ozzy, in February, March. I don't know. Around February or March of... 2021 yeah and she was a surprise more or less we'll share about that and then really early in my pregnancy I was diagnosed with something called hyperemesis gravidarum which is just like severe nausea vomiting Mm -hmm. um had a crazy pregnancy and then a super smooth labor delivery postpartum experience um but it was something that I had never heard. Neither had I. Of until I was diagnosed with it. And yeah. now since then, I've actually seen and heard Me of too. more people. Me too. But when it was, a, when like it originally started when I was diagnosed or whatever, I had never heard of it. And yeah. I'd never heard of anyone that had had it. Um, so I've actually spoken on a podcast before mm-hmm. on like a women's health um, podcast Under about educated. my experience. Yes. Go listen Go on listen Spotify. To, undereducated podcast it's kind of like a yeah women's health womanhood yeah pregnancy all the things so yeah we'll kind of dive into it but I think it's helpful to talk about it because it's something that if you've never heard of it and then Mm -hmm. it happens to you you're like 
what's going on. Yeah, like you've literally never heard of it, yeah. and so you're pretty caught off guard, so. Yeah. Um, starting off kind of before we get into the pregnancy, will you kind of talk about your autoimmune disease, what oh, you yes. have, yes, and when you got diagnosed, and yes, what your doctor said about trying to get yeah. pregnant? Okay, so I... When I was was going into my freshman year, I was playing high school soccer and you needed to get like a physical exam. And I went in and she was, you know, just like checking me out. And mm-hmm. I remember she f- was feeling down my throat and kind of grabbed around like my, the very center of my throat and said, have you always had this lump in your, th- or this, what did she even call it? Have you always had this lump in your throat or you, this tumor in your throat? She like definitely used a bad word, and I was like, um, "Excuse me, my what? Adam's apple." That's what I said. I was like, "My Adam's <laughs> apple." She's like, "Oh, honey, like, <clears> like girls don't have Adam's right? apples." And I'm like, "Oh," but I and then all of a sudden, like it was there. It was about a golf ball sized. It was a golf ball. Yeah, size? it was big. Maybe wow. like a ping pong ball. Are those similar? About the same. Size, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe ping pong ball in my throat, like right in the center, maybe slightly to the right, and the first thing she said, "Oh." Do you know what thyroid cancer is the best kind of cancer to have? Oh. You're okay. I'm From like, the get-go. You know, she's like, you have cancer. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm what, 15? I'm like, I'm dying. I'm 14 or 15. I'm like, I'm dying. This is great. Like, see you later, everyone. She's like, we're going to do an ultrasound on it, a biopsy, blood work, X, Y, Z. So they end up checking it out and everything. And turns out my blood work came back showing that I had Hashimoto's. So it's a hypothyroid disease so basically just a lower functioning of my thyroid which is like your you know endocrine system Mm -hmm. hormones and I had it's called a goiter is what they call it yeah it's just like a like a tumor basically on your thyroid that my body had produced so later that year I ended up getting half of my thyroid removed they were just going to remove the goiter because you could see it. Like, if you look at pictures of me, like, you, you can, can see, see a ball in my throat that I never back. thought twice about. I'll try and find some pictures. Maybe we'll put them on our story or something. But, yeah, it was, like, visibly there. Dang. So, we were going to get it removed because I think it was kind of growing. And now that I knew it was there, it was just bothering yeah. me. So, they went to remove it. Ended up having to remove my right side of my thyroid because it, like, shared a blood supply. It ended up being this long surgery. But... For then they said, okay, well, we're just going to track your thyroid levels until, you know, we'll see if they function regularly. Mm-hmm. And at that point, my left thyroid functioned regularly. But when I was diagnosed, it explained some of my symptoms growing up. So I just had such heavy periods mm-hmm. always, like very painful, very heavy. Um, and then other things like it's an autoimmune disease. So I'd mm-hmm. get sick yeah. all the time. I had poor circulation in my hands and feet. Like they were always cold. There were just a few random things yeah. that I had never connected in my mm-hmm. head, but once I was diagnosed, kind of made it sense. It all came together. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that my doctor told me when I was diagnosed or that I found online is that people with Hashimoto's tend to have a more difficult time getting pregnant or can experience infertility. Mm-hmm. So again, 15-year-old me is like, I'm never going to have babies. Like, that's all I've ever wanted. Like, I remember being so sad. Yeah. And... So then I, my thyroid kept functioning regularly. So I have never been on thyroid medication. My left thyroid is doing its job for now. Eventually I will have to. Like people with thyroid disease will eventually be medicated at one point. 
Um, there's a chance I could have to have my left side taken out one day and then I definitely would need to be, but that's just something that we monitor over time. But anyway, when I met Trayson, I, I mean, told him about it, you know, Mm -hmm. we were, we got married, we were getting serious and I said like, obviously I want kids. I'm young. I know I'm young, but I, oh wait, quick rewind. So I tried a bunch of birth controls for my periods bleeding you know yeah um my doctor first was like well let's put you on just like a pill see if that'll like Mm -hmm. regulate it because I would bleed for like nine to 14 days yeah what heavily like very heavily (gasps) and then have like a week and a half off and then do it again like it was non-stop that sounds no it was unreal and I was playing competitive soccer and the cramps were so bad I'd bleed through like super ultra plus tampons like it was bad so we started when I was, yeah, like 14, 15 maybe, yeah. started trying to regulate it mm-hmm. with birth control. Um, but again, like you think about it, adding a synthetic hormone into my body when I already have, like the disease in yes. my body is hormone yeah. related. Looking back, it's like, oh, well that seems that kind of counterproductive, but I understand like we were trying. So we tried pills, we tried a Nuva ring. And then I actually got my first IUD when I was 15. Okay. And which one did you get? Um, I think like, it was the Mirena. So at the time, they didn't have the Kylena okay. that was smaller. Smaller one. Um, so we tried that, and it worked for a while. And then I just realized, like, it was just way too many hormones mm-hmm. in my body. Like, yeah. I was, what, when I was, I was, like, 100 pounds, tiny, just slurpy. Like, I, it was so many hormones in my yeah. body. It was just way too much for my body at the time. So we took that one out, tried pills again, didn't like it, tried another IUD. So by the time I, Trayson and I were getting married, I think I had tried three IUD, two or three IUDs, probably six or seven different pills, a Nuva ring, like everything. Yeah. At that point I felt like I tried it all. And so right before our wedding like once we got engaged Mm -hmm. I was like okay I think I'm going to just take a break from birth control I think I had an IUD in at the time I said I'm gonna get my IUD out yeah just give myself a couple months you know while we're engaged yes to just regroup my hormones let my body reset and I'm going to call a new OB that I can get in to see right after we get married Mm -hmm. um tell him the situation Trey was supportive of that um And then I told him, I'm also nervous adding in hormones to my body because I already am scared that I'm going to struggle with infertility. And you know, you hear stories of people that say, well, I had my IUD for so many years and I'm convinced it, yeah, I'm convinced that's why it took me longer to get pregnant and you know, all those Mm -hmm. things. So I was nervous, but I told him like, we'll meet with this OB, Mm -hmm. this new OB that I was excited to see. It was the one that had delivered my nephew's. Um, and the soonest he could get me in was like a, a month and a half after my wedding, I think. I was like, well, that's fine. Like, again, yeah. what are the odds I'm getting pregnant in a month and a half? <laughs> like, I'm going to struggle to get pregnant in yeah. the first place. Like, yes, that's like one of my concerns is not being able to have babies. And I have 90 days where I have yes. to not get pregnant. Like, it's fine. So we get married in January. I literally have an appointment scheduled at like the end of March, middle end of March. And on March 17th, we found out we were pregnant. Yeah, that is nuts. Going back, what were the signs 
that I was pregnant. Yeah, your very first signs that you were like, okay, something's up. So I remember I was getting ready. I think I said I was getting ready for like a banquet for Trayson's Mm -hmm. work at the time. And I got in the shower and like the water hit one of my boobs. And I was like, ow, that hurts so bad, which is so random. I had tiny boobs, like didn't even exist boobs. And the water hit it. And I was like, had like sensation. I was like, that hurts. And I was supposed to start my period in like a day or two. Did you think it was just maybe from your period or were Yeah, you... but I had never had that before. Okay. And I had, in that month and a half since we had been married, I had taken pregnancy tests. Like, I was a freak yeah. about it, you know? I just, just would always be, be like, yeah, I just want to be safe. Yes. Just want to make sure. Sorry. Um, so I'd take them. So I had them on hand. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the shower and I was like, okay, I'll just take one you know and then my period will start and it'll be nothing and they had always like every time I had taken them they were instantly just one line like not even the glimpse of another like fast one line I'd throw them away so take this one I like go into my closet come back out and instantly you know how they say like wait three to five minutes minutes. like no it had been 25 seconds and like there were two very dark lines and I was like okay this is actually not happening because you yeah, were think you just about this your, your whole stomach? life, you know, like about being so excited to get so that. excited. Yeah. And how am I going to tell my husband? <clears throat> and I was like, I literally turned 20 years old three months ago. I got married a month and a half ago. I were supposed to move to California for my mm-hmm. husband's work in a month. Like I, I can't even, I mean, anyone who's had a surprise pregnancy or even any pregnancy mm-hmm. at all, like when you see a positive test, like your whole body changes, like you physically feel different all of a sudden. And you're like, like I have something inside in yes. my belly right yes. now. And especially yeah. the first time I think it's like unique yeah. where you're just like, I mean, who knows when you're on your fifth baby, you're like, Oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, okay. like, you oh, know? Great. yeah. But like your first time you see that and you're like, Oh my gosh, what do I even do? Do I need to take a prenatal right now? <laughs> Did I have sushi last week? Like you just start think of every yes. single possibility. So I just remember being like this is actually not happening. Yeah, when you thought about like telling your family and telling Trace and telling oh all the gosh. Gordons, what I, were you thinking? Well, so as I talked about last time on the Married Young podcast, mm-hmm. my Mom was obviously not super excited initially about me getting married young and then yeah. came around to it. And then her one thing after she came around to it was just wait like, to have don't babies, get pregnant. you know, just wait, don't have kids soon, explore, travel, you know? Yeah. So one of my first thoughts was I'm literally so scared to tell my mom, <laughs> like so scared. And then Trayson was downstairs getting ready. We had to leave in like 25 minutes. I wanted to throw up and puke and I started sweating. I was like, I'm going to be sick. Like, oh gosh. So then I had Trace and I was like, babe, will you bring me a glass of water? Cause then I'm like, I need to take another test. Cause it was just one of those cheap ones, but I had a real one. So I was like, I need to drink water so I can pee again. So he brings me up water. I'm like shaking with the test hidden in the drawer. (laughs) I'm chugging water. I'm chugging water. (laughs) Finally take another one. And it's like, again, very, it was the digital one. And it was like pregnant right there right then and there I'm like holy gosh but then it was just like the marriage thing I was like okay the Gordons are gonna be excited you know yeah 
but I walk downstairs and I'm like, okay, I need to kind of tell him in a cute, like I need to at least record yes. how I tell him. Like, you don't want it to be like even if a sad I'm thing, sobbing, like crap. Yes, totally. Even if like it's a horrible reaction, like yeah. it's something that I wanted to have. So I set just my phone up and cause we were all dressed up. I was like, let's <laughs> just take a picture before we go. And he's like, okay. And then I'm like, we'll take a video and then we can screenshot, screen you know, so stupid. He's like, um, no, it's, I'm like, no, it's fine. So I pull, had it in my pants, like my Spanx and I pull it out and I just like started sobbing. <laughs> the video, she goes, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like looking at me. He's like tying his tie, like connecting his tie. And he's looking at me like, is this real? And I'm like sobbing. And he's like, oh, this is real. He's like, are you serious? Wow. Okay. Gives me a hug. Kisses me. It's okay. He comes, turns, turns the camera off. off. But yeah, that was terrifying. And oh, again, sure. I was like, so, ex- I mean, you're excited, but you're also scared. Like, what if something goes wrong? You know? Yeah. It's always like scary when that wasn't the expectation, wasn't yeah. the plan. And yeah. Yeah. So that was just so scary, but it was fun. I mean, he was great and we knew that we wanted kids and yeah. we wanted them young. And in my head, I thought, okay, I'm going to go see the OB in two weeks and they're mm-hmm. going to tell me, okay, well, let's try I thought they'd have some magical thing for me to try for the next year before I wanted to try and have a baby. So in Mm -hmm. my head, I was like, okay, we'll be married a year and then we'll start trying and then it will take me at least a year to get pregnant and then we'll have a baby nine months later. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, two and a half years after we're married, like that's great. Perfect. Yeah. That was in my head kind of what would happen, but you know. Things didn't turn out No, they didn't. (laughs) Um, After... You know, the shock wore off, mm-hmm. everything. You're finally excited about yeah. your pregnancy. When did you start feeling sick? And did you think it was just morning sickness or did you yes. know something was yes. wrong? So according to like my period calculated due dates, I found out like right when I was four weeks pregnant. Okay. Um, and in my head, I'm like, do we tell people? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear some people are like, we waited to tell our families until 12 weeks yeah. or until our first ultrasound. But in my head, I was like, I just need to tell everyone, you know, this is like going to be my whole life. When you, when you know that and you're with someone that doesn't know, like it's the only thing you think about. It just eats away at you. I I mean, I'm sure anyone who's been pregnant understands that. Like it's consuming. You can't even like focus on anything else. You're sitting there like, Like, I'm pregnant. You You don't know I'm pregnant. I want to tell you, you know? Yeah. So we told people and I think the first time I threw up was... I was like five and a half weeks. So it was pretty fast. Okay. But again, it was just like, oh, I threw up. Yeah. It was, like it was just like, oh, this is expected. Yeah. And I was like, oh, morning sick. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Trayson's two older sisters had both had babies. Um, they got really nauseous. I don't think they often would throw up, but yeah, morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Like you're nauseous. Yes. You know, you yeah. hear about it. Especially oh, gonna, in like the first trimester. Yeah, first trimester. I'm yeah. going to throw up in the morning and mm-hmm. then I'll be fine in the day yes. and then it'll go away and you know. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> not for me, but we, yeah, five and a half weeks threw up one time. Okay. Six weeks, I think was Easter. I threw up again and like felt crummy. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I called the OB and was like, I know I have an appointment in two weeks. I need to reschedule and cancel and reschedule a pregnancy appointment. And they're like, oh, yeah, whoa, okay, sounds good. So, yeah, threw up the first time, threw up again, threw up again. And I started to feel, like, sick consistently at... 
probably six and a half, seven weeks. It all of a sudden was just like, I'd wake up feeling sick and I'd throw up. And if I took a, I'd try and eat something. I wasn't really monitoring or observing how much I was eating or drinking, Mm -hmm. but looking back, like it was hardly anything and anything I was, I'd throw up. Yeah. Did you notice like that it was more serious first or did anybody around you notice? No. I mean, I think I'd text and ask my sister's-in-law like, hey, was this, did you this? Or you'd Google it, you know, and it was like just really wishy-washy. And I called the doctor and they gave me two like nausea medications. Yeah. Um, but neither really came close to touching it. Okay. So then we went to California, mm, right? Yes. At like seven weeks, we drove there. Well, tr- we were supposed to go at six weeks and I was already feeling so sick. So sick. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like six and a half weeks we were supposed to go. I was feeling so sick. I couldn't go. So Trey went by himself. Oh yeah. Flew back to mm-hmm. pick me up at seven and a half weeks. So we get out there. It might've even all been sooner. It's literally such a blur, <laughs> but we get out to California and I'm, realizing I think now that I was with Trey he saw like babe you'll take a sip of water and within two minutes you're throwing it up up. like you're not even keeping water down you're not keep you know people are like saltines eat saltines Mm -hmm. no like nothing I literally could not keep it in my stomach it was like the second it touched my stomach it came back up so I called my doctor they're like okay well let's get you on IVs because you're clearly dehydrated will send someone to your house tonight. Does that work? I'm like, I'm in like, California. I'm states away. I'm literally in, I got here two days ago. Yeah. I've been here for two days, but I didn't tell, they're like, you need IVs. This is, and then they, I think this is the first time that I maybe heard them say, this is called hyperemesis. So they, did they tell you over the phone? Is that what they thought I'm it was? Or was it something remember. that you had to like go in and. No, I mean, so it's categorized by nausea and vomiting and rapid weight loss. Okay. So again, I didn't have a scale. I had no, like we don't have scales in our house. I didn't have any sort of idea. I knew what I weighed right when I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know where I was at. Yeah. But they said we, I think it was maybe over the phone Okay, that they said, when you can't eat, you can't drink, you're losing weight, you can't stop throwing up. It's not just nausea. You know, there's constant nausea and that's just pretty typical first okay. trimester. But when you literally can't stop throwing up, whether you eat or not, because even if yeah. I wasn't eating, I was throwing up stomach acid. Like my stomach was literally yeah. eating Ugh. away at itself. Like it, there was nothing inside it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was maybe over the phone that they okay. were like even dropped the word and yeah. I had seen it on Google every time I'd looked up like if you look up this? severe nausea and vomiting in is pregnancy like up? it says hyperemesis okay. and but you you click on it it's like affects one to two percent of all pregnancies you're like, so you're me. like oh yeah no not yeah. me like couldn't be me so they said you need and I told her I think I maybe said to her I'm in California she's like you need to get home because my insurance wasn't yeah. in California Apparently it wasn't in Utah either, but that's a whole <laughs> other story again. Um, so Trayson booked me a flight home that left in like two and a half hours. He was gone at work. I didn't even see him. My sister-in-law that was living there came and picked me up and took me to the airport. You didn't have like, I remember you not even having clothes. Like, No, I didn't bring a bag home because in my head I'm like, okay. I think they said on the phone, 
if you do IV treatments for a couple days or even like a week, if you get your dehydration under control, it'll help your nausea a lot. So I'm like, okay, worst case, I told Trey, like worst case, I'll be back in a week or Mm -hmm. so. He's like, okay. I didn't bring a single thing home. I was like, okay, I can wear, I'm not leaving the house. I can wear my mom's shirts and you know. Yeah. I think I had a backpack that had a book, my nausea medicine that the doctors gave me and like a charger. I'm not, maybe a pair of socks or two pairs of underwear or something. Yeah. So I get on the flight. I'm so sick. I'm still throwing up. I land, my parents pick me up. I'm sobbing. They drive me home. Because our house in Lehigh was getting rented out. Like, we yes. didn't even have a place. Have anywhere to be. Yeah. yeah. So, I get there. The nurse comes. She's like, hey, we're going to put... It was like 10.30 p.m. at this point. Mm-hmm. They got there so late. But it was like a home health nurse. Yeah. They're like, this is how it works. We're going to come just give you an IV. Um, and my parents had a scale at their okay. house, I think. And I got on it. And at that point, I had lost like 15 pounds. That is wild. In what, three, three, three weeks? weeks? Yeah. So the nurse was like, Hey, we're going to get your IV in. It took her two and a half hours and they had to call another nurse. Two and a half hours to get the IV in? Because I was so dehydrated. My veins were all shut. Like I had nothing nothing in you. They were, you know, trying heating pads on my arms, like my hands, my everywhere they could try. They had to call in another nurse to come do it. It was horrible. It was horrible. Horrible, oh, horrible, it's horrible. Cringe. So they finally get it in. I'm on the IVs for a week. I remember coming to visit you. Yeah. And you were just in bed. Yeah. I just felt horrible. Like, just looked exhausted. I had no energy. But, and so, you know, my doctor told me once you're hydrated, usually you can eat. Because yeah. it is a slippery slope. Like, once you fall so far behind, like, getting back up mm-hmm. is the worst. Yeah. And I, like, I know that, but I physically couldn't eat. People would say like, just try. Okay. I literally like, put it in my I mouth and it'd come trying. back up. Yeah. <laughs> so after, I think it was like a week of IVs, okay. my doctor had me come back in and they had me meet with a maternal fetal medicine doctor. That's like a high risk doctor. Okay. And I remember my mother-in-law taking me to my appointment cause my mom was at work and I was almost nine. I think I was nine weeks at this point. And I remember I was at the office at like the check-in and I couldn't even stand to fill out a form with my name. Like I, I had like a throw up bag in my hand and I was so weak. I couldn't stand like my mother-in-law like ushered me over to a chair and I was trying to write on it. And the lady at the front desk was like, don't even worry about it. And just took it from me. And they took me back to a bed to lay down. And the doctor who was the dad of one of my good friends who she ended up getting me in way sooner. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was so nice. But they, he walked in and said, you need a feeding tube. You are getting no nutrients. Mm -hmm. And when the baby is this small, like they don't need much, but they need something. something. Yeah. They're not getting getting anything. Yeah. So at this point you were like, had the full on hyperemesis diagnosis. I don't even know when it was ever. Yeah. I can't, I think it was the phone call. Okay. Maybe I even asked, like, is this called hyper? They're like, yes. So when I was in that office, he's like, you need a feeding tube. You need it today. Yeah. Trayson is in Cal. Trayson is in California. <laughs> I am. I have no clothes. I'm wearing my mom's clothes. I am so sick. They're like, we're taking you upstairs, and you're getting. They a feeding did it tube. like right then. Yes. 
but it's like a surgery. Like they put you under and place it. And, oh, I just remember I have never experienced, I could think of food, a piece of toast, a cracker, and I was nauseous. I could take a sip of water and I'm such a water girl. Like I love water. I drink water given I don't like carbonation. Like I don't drink anything except water. But water. And I love it. Yeah. I could not take a sip of water. Like it was so bad. And I, on top of the throwing up, like, you know, when you're so sick with like the flu or something and you're so nauseous and your body hurts and it's like a, it's, it's mental. Like you're so physically sick that you're emotionally and mentally just so drained. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I had felt now at this point for like two weeks. Which probably felt like two years. Oh, and in my head, I'm like, excuse me, I'm nine weeks pregnant. I have to be 40 weeks pregnant. This has got to be a joke. This is just the, not even done with the first trimester. Oh, not, I'm still a month away. I'm like, no, I I don't think I can do this. (laughs) So again, they they said like feeding tube, you could have it for a week. Like, let's get your stomach Mm -hmm. full. Yeah, what did they say was like, they, (sighs) did they think it would just be a week? Was that like I the max I don't remember thing? what, I mean, they said to me, some people literally have this until the day the baby's born. Like realistically, they have to tell me like, yeah, it could we have be a while. no way of knowing. Yeah. But yeah, I think they also said like, if we can get you back to a stabilized place where your stomach can tolerate having things like food mm-hmm. in it, you yeah. know, then we can take it out. Like it could be a week. Yeah. But then in my head again, I'm like, okay, once this thing goes in, like, I'm not going to California because again, oh. I don't have health insurance there. Yeah. I was like, good. I've been married for <laughs> two and a half months and I'm just living with my parents. Living with, yeah. With my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Far away. Miles and miles away. So Trey books a flight to come home. They place the tube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a full on surgery. Like I go in, they put me out, place it. So it's called, an, the first tube I had is called an NJ tube. It's a nasojejunal tube. Nasojejunal. So it basically means it's going in through my nasal cavity and going to my jejunum. So that's the first, right after your stomach, that's the first part of your large, in, or your small. One of the intestines. Your small intestine. <laughs> your big intestine. Your large intestine. Yikes, One that's embarrassing. Part of your intestine. Okay. And it goes it bypasses your stomach it goes straight to your jejunum because once the food is in my stomach that's where it makes me sick yeah Yeah. so the tube is long like if I open my mouth you can see a tube running down my throat like it and you I can Mm, feel it yeah okay small intestine I just looked up it's the first part of your small intestine okay yeah so first of all this thing is taped to my Mm -hmm. face I have this I have about seven inches of tube coming out of my nose that we taped to my face to stay secure, goes in my nostril. I open my mouth. You can see it running down my throat, down my esophagus, through my stomach, and it's tacked. Like it, it isn't a hard, I don't know how to explain it. They basically stitch it. I think it's like a soft stitch that keeps it there, the end of the tube. So the idea is when I throw up, because I will continue to throw up, it won't come out. It'll, you know? Yeah, it'll bypass the tube. Yeah. When you, like, kind of woke up from that surgery, were you, like, panicked at all that there was something in there? It's or? just, like, a claustrophobic okay. feeling. Um, and I was still on, like, a sedative that they were kind mm-hmm. of weaning me off of. But 
I just remember swallowing and your throat's sore. Like yeah. it's just raw. It's like after you have an endoscopy mm-hmm. or something. But I just remember being like, oh, this, like this feels scratchy. And I was coughing. I remember okay. I was coughing a lot and started gagging on it. Like I started throwing oh. up because it's like. Yeah. If you feel I can't something even in your throat. Explain well, it, even guys. think like when you have like a tickle in your yes, throat and it's the worst and you thing cough ever. So, yeah. It, yeah, it was a full on tube. Oh. So I remember once I woke up and came to, I was coughing and I started gagging and I kind of like started throwing up. So then they tried to run the feeds and it was out of place from when I had woken up and from cough. your yes. coughing. Yes. So they had to go in and adjust it. It was like a few hours. Were you later. like awake or? Yeah. So it's already in. So now they just like pull it out my nose a oh. little, feed it back in. Like again, the most claustrophobic <laughs> anxiety inducing thing. You're I already think anxious because you like, have a baby oh, yeah. trying, like worrying about oh, yes. that. Yeah. And then just you all think that of on people of that it. have like chronic illnesses, like oh, that have feeding yeah. tubes. I, my heart now especially, like I have such a place in my heart for people that like feeding tubes yeah. is a part of their like everyday mm-hmm. lifestyle. There's nothing like it. So anyway, they get the tube in. They're like, okay, it's in. You know, start running feeds. Two days later, they send me home, and I had to learn how to work all my feeds. And yeah, we, they say the you can't shakes, eat with they it in protein shakes. Oh gosh, they were these horrible. They looked like the um, what's the brand of protein shakes that looked like? I don't know the ones you get at Costco. It's not the True Life. Oh ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. It literally looked like that. Yeah, yeah. They're like Nestle brand. Nestle. Yeah, they're Nestle brand. Oh, it's, the medication was. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, kind of funny, but. Yeah, it was basically just like a high calorie shake. It really was. You, I'd fill my feeding tube. I'll put we'll put pictures on our Instagram. But my whole feeding tube mm-hmm. system had a bag that you'd fill with water because I'd make sure I'd do a flush with okay. water to make sure it was clean and I was hydrated every hour. And then the shake that we'd fill up and you'd adjust the feed time and the flow of it and it yeah it was she walked around with like a backpack yeah all the time, if 24/7. I wanted to leave I had to load it into a backpack and then a tube came about two yards out of my nose and into the yeah and I could disconnect it when I yeah, want yeah, you know I remember that I could disconnect it when I wanted to shower or whatever but it's still there's still worth eight still inches coming out. out of my nose yeah yeah the yeah attached yeah I close it like down by my like ear and, yeah so it was just, I can't even like looking back on it, it feels like a fever dream. Like it doesn't even yeah. feel like it was real, but yeah, I just kept being sick. Like yeah. I, there was one night where I got so sick that I was throwing up and the tube came out my mouth, not the end of the tube, but a loop of the tube, about a foot of the tube came out through like the part that was in my throat came out my mouth and I had to thread it back down my throat. Yourself. Yes. Cause I was. I was throwing I up, would be trying to yell for help. bawling doing that. Oh, no. I was bawling while I was throwing up, trying to yell for my parents. My husband's in California. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I, you're not with your husband, no. which is no. yeah. horrible as it is. Yeah, so had to feed it back down my throat, go into the hospital, make sure it was checked in the right place. Anyway, at 13 weeks, I went on a high-dose sedative called yeah. Clonopin. Nope. Yep. Clonopin or clonazepam, um, which is basically 
a drug that's prescribed to people usually that have like pan severe panic disorder schizophrenia like Mm -hmm. it's a drug that's supposed to kind of help you dissociate from your body like you just aren't really aware of your surroundings as much you're just kind of in a fog or a daze yeah i think like seeing you just around the house like in the nicest way possible no like you looked lifeless no i yeah well i felt lifeless i'll tell you that like Like, you just looked like there was no soul it was just like you were just there yeah just trying to get through it so when i went in for my 13 week appointment and we found out she was a girl at like 11 weeks um through blood work and Trey was great. He was coming home at first, like every weekend. Mm-hmm. And then it was every other weekend, but it was just really hard. But at my 13 week appointment, I remember my doctor asking me like, can you do this? Like, are you mentally okay? And I was like, am I mentally okay? No, like, absolutely. My not. mom was there and like, I was sobbing. It was so emotional. And he was like, are like, are you okay? I was like, I literally will scream and cry that I want to die. Like, I want to be dead. Like, and obviously I don't want to die. That's so not me. I, that I am not someone that says like, I want to kill myself. I want to die. Like that, I would never. Yeah. But I was in like such a dark place. You're in like such bad physical and mental shape. I am a quarter of the way into this. Yeah. This could potentially last for 30 more weeks. Mm -hmm. I am a newlywed, not living with my husband. I'm back living with my parents. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm about to become a new mom and I'm terrified. I You're not in your own space. I'm so nauseous. I'm so sick. I can't stop throwing up. I keep seeing doctors. There were just a million things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am so depressed. And no one understands. Like even people that have had babies that had morning sickness, like I just felt like no one could relate to me. Mm -hmm. I, it's just, it was the most isolating, it was the darkest point I've ever been at in my life. And I can't even, I can't even explain it. And it's so confusing because in my head, I'm like, this should be the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. You know, like. You're like, I've been waiting my whole life for this and this is my reality. Yeah, this is not what I thought it would be at all. So he, my doctor was amazing and he's like, we're going to put you on this. It's safe, you know, in small doses for the baby. Um, we just need you to survive the next, however long this is going to last. Mm -hmm. So continued. And I got to a point where, like I said, the nose tube is just so claustrophobic. Like it's right on your face. Like you can't, you can't hide it. You I'm can't. I'm sure there's like other side effects of yeah. it being. Yeah. It just. Did you say you got like nosebleeds? Yeah. My nose okay. would bleed and my cheeks were like rubbing raw because you had to, I had to have it taped oh, yeah. to my face. Um, yeah. I had cankers in my throat from the two. It just was hard. Yeah. So I was pretty fed up with it. Around 20 weeks, I told my doctor, like, is there anything else we can try? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we can try just a J tube. So that's like bypasses the yards, the yeah. yard long tube that's going from your nose to your jejunum. And we're just going to place it right there. Like right through your abdomen. Yep. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I, looking back, what's hard is I was improving. I was for yeah. sure. I was definitely able to eat more and drink more and I felt better. 
but I was so scared of going back to the place that I was at Yeah. prior to being at this level place where I just, I can't even explain it. I was willing to try anything. Yeah. And I'm sure you're so drained that it's like, yeah, you see progress, but it's, you weren't thinking that you had progressed as much as no, you had. No. You're like, and no. Trey looking back and in the moment, like he said, like, how about we take the nose tube out and just give it a week or mm-hmm. a few days and see how you're doing without any tube before we just jump to, you know, the J tube. And I yeah. was like, no, I'm scared. I don't want to, yeah. I want to do it. I don't, I still don't feel good. I'd still throw up, you mm-hmm. know? like okay he was really supportive they referred me to a doctor and at 19 weeks sorry 19 weeks they performed the surgery so this if I thought the other surgery was like an intense yeah, surgery, talk like about this, going in what did your doctor say the risks of this j-tube surgery I mean, was obviously when you're pregnant any surgery mm-hmm. they're going to tell you there's risk of miscarriage there's risk of yeah you know that will always yes. be said and the doctor was a family friend of ours and it was just like really casual like yeah we're gonna do it this is what we do okay mm-hmm. so I'm like okay sounds good like whatever whatever yeah, you did you have do. any fear going no, into it or none. were you just like please I was get so, the nose tube out I was so over the nose tube I just needed like, to try anything. something else that I was like I don't even care yeah. let's try something so we went in for that surgery I remember waking up and there were tons of doctors around me doing ultrasounds on my belly. And I saw the doctor that did the surgery, my mm-hmm. friend, and I tried to say hi to him and he wouldn't look at me and he was talking to other doctors. And I remember just being in recovery, being like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. I yeah. mean, I'm still out of it. Kind of crazy. I can see on the screen, the ultrasound, I can see the baby moving. So okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, the baby's moving. Like, okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm still out of it. Fall back asleep they wheel me to like my actual recovery Mm -hmm. room and my mom and Trayson weren't in there. I was like, where are they? I don't know. Okay. So then they come in and they both just look like ghosts. Like it's not okay. Not okay. And one comes on one side of me, one comes on the other. And I'm like, hi, like how'd it go? And obviously I'm sore. Like I can feel, you know, a tube in me. I'm sore, but I'm like, okay, how did it go? Yeah. And neither of them will say anything like won't talk, won't really look at me. I'm like, hello what's what's, going on what's going on I'm like something is wrong yeah now like tell me what happened and I think it was I don't even remember if it was Trace or my mom but they're like everything's fine the baby's fine the doctor nicked your uterus with the tool when he was going in to place the scope um and I'm like okay what does does that that mean? mean they're like so you're bleeding internally your uterus is bleeding and we need, they need to watch you because there's a chance that you're going to go into labor now. And you're what, 20 weeks at this point? 19 19 weeks. weeks. So for me at that point, like ignorance is bliss. I don't know why in my head I had it that, oh, I'm 19 weeks. Like if I go into labor, like the baby will be fine. You're like, I'm good. Which no, come to find out the doctor when he came to tell my mom and Trey they like took them into a back room like Mm -hmm. they thought that something serious had happened to me or the baby he breaks down crying to them the doctor yes and so they're like holy shit what happened um he told them and he said to them like she's 19 weeks like 
if her body goes into labor, there's literally nothing we can do. Yeah, because like, what's, is it 24 24 weeks? weeks is viability, but yeah. oh, I'm so glad looking back that I didn't know that. I mean, I think oh. I knew that, but for some reason it was like such a blessing that my mind like wasn't acknowledging that. Didn't go that. to that place, yeah. Because I was like, everything will be fine. So they had to check all my blood levels to make sure that it was checking basically if my levels dropped too much, then they'd know that I was actually bleeding internally or if they stabilized, they were doing ultrasound, they were doing Dopplers, they were doing all these tests. And Mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. But they said, if we make it past 24 hours, you're You're kind of in the clear. Okay. So I'm so sore. I can't even tell you. I mean, it's a, it's an intense surgery. They basically took my jejunum, on, pulled it up to the side of my abdomen, which you can it. still feel on yeah. in Zoe. The other day, she's literally sitting on the couch and she's like, there's some bumps in my stomach. Yeah. And it's my intestine is up you against can the feel wall. It, yeah. Right. Like I could right now feel her stomach yeah. and can feel her intestine, which is so it's big. It will always be, it healed like that sutured yeah. up to the side of my stomach. And there was a clear disc on the top of it that kept it obviously from slipping in mm-hmm. and then there was a that was about the size of a quarter and then there was a smaller clear disc about the size of a dime on the inside that okay. kept it from getting yeah. pulled out obviously yeah. and then it was the exact same system as my nj tube um but that night of surgery i started having this pain in my shoulder i forgot about that like nothing i've ever experienced and why well, it wasn't even my shoulder it was my chest i couldn't breathe if any of you have had a surgery that's usually laparoscopic because they inflate your abdomen, yes. you know <clears throat> what I'm talking about. Up. The gas rises. I remember we called the nurse and I was screaming that I was going to die. We called the nurse in and she said, okay, honey, it's gas pain. And I was like, this, like, this is, is not, not gas pain. Like, like I've had gas pain. No, I said, I am having a heart attack. I can't breathe. My chest is so tight I couldn't take a breath in that is I will never forget were you just so panicked no I could no (laughs) I think that I've never Trayson is like the most calm and collected he was freaking out it was terrifying my mom was scared I can't even tell you I'm sure after all that you're finally in the clear and then something like that happens which to the doctors is like oh this is not a big deal I can't I will never be able to adequately express the pain that do you think that's like the worst pain i've ever been in no question the worst the scariest the yeah there was nothing in the world like i would rather give birth unmedicated five billion times than i've (laughs) ever been given birth unmedicated but so we get the tube in that recovery was so hard Mm. so hard i couldn't sit up on my own i couldn't roll over on my own you think about it like you're having it's like a c-section type of thing where your abdomen is getting cut into yes so it's like you think your core you use for everything Mm -hmm. so i only had that one in for five weeks five or six weeks six weeks until i was 25 weeks yeah when you got the j-tube from that point at what point did you realize that you might be okay enough to get it out um probably within like three-ish weeks i was like okay i'm eating and drinking enough yeah and looking back, I'm like, okay, this is probably as much as I was eating and drinking before, before my J-tube but. surgery. So why did I do this? But yeah, it was the night before your wedding. Yes. I, or the two days before something, and we were at your rehearsal and I was doubled over in pain. I think my 
J-tube was like infected or something. And it was just causing so much pain. You think about it, like your stomach's growing and you're pregnant. So it's stretching. stretching. And then I had, oh, it was horrible. So I called the doctor and he's like, come over to my house. I'll take it out. And this, you went in the morning of my wedding, correct? Yeah. And he literally had to hold his hand against my abdomen and grab the tube and he counted to three and he yanked it out and you think like oh what no there's a tube there's a tube and it has a dime size piece of the inside plastic on the inside of my stomach that needed to come out a hole that was the size of your phone a little bit bigger than your phone charger okay i can't even that was like the second worst pain (laughs) i've ever felt in my life (laughs) But I was so done, and it just felt so good to not have my tubes in anymore. Did it hurt, like, after the fact, or was it just that initial pulling it out, uh, and then you were like, okay, I'm Just fine. the initial, and okay. then it was sore. Like, we yeah. put, we hurried and put a towel on it, and when we pulled the towel off, I oh, yeah, breathed out, and there, blood squirt out. Because there was no stitches, right? No. And I was like, do you need to stitch this up? He's like, no, it'll close literally within an hour. I remember you coming. We all, all the Gordon sisters went and got our hair done yep. the morning of my wedding, yep. and she comes in and is like, it's out. Yeah. And she just lifts up and it's like this little cotton ball. And I was like, did they not put stitches on it? She's like, like a full hole in my stomach. Yeah. And I was shocked. So then from 26 weeks on, I mean, oh, and then they weaned me off my, off the sedative. Okay. Um, which they had to do it gradually because at this point, Ozzy had been getting the sedative. Did they, were they concerned that if you took it throughout the whole pregnancy that she would have a dependency on it? Um... I mean, yes, but I was at the point where I didn't need it, but we still needed, I mean, at that point she probably did to some degree. It needed to be weaned so that she wouldn't have withdrawals. Yeah. And so I wouldn't. So we were just really gradual with it. And then I was off that, went to California for a month with Trey, moved into our house. And then you obviously reach the point where you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm pregnant. You just want to be in your space. I was just so grateful to not be sick anymore. Oh yeah. I... I had mentally prepared myself at that point that it was going to last 40 weeks Mm -hmm. because I was like, I, you know, like my doctor had said, you are one of the sickest patients I've ever seen. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it lasts 40 weeks, you know? Yeah. So when you were able to get that out, you started to kind of have like a normal pregnancy. Were you ever able to be like, okay, I like pregnancy. No, no. Nope, because I still was sick. Yeah. And I feel like it had just been tainted with such a negative start. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got my tube out at 26 weeks. Anyone who's been pregnant, I mean, it's different for everyone, but I feel like around 30, 32, 34 weeks is when you just hit the point of being like uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just so big that I'm uncomfortable and this isn't fun and you're so close and yeah there was never a point where I like enjoyed I mean I loved feeling her kick yeah I loved that yeah but it was I thought that I'd love being pregnant I my whole life was like oh having a cute bump me over here I'm like I cannot wait I'm like oh honey I hope you have that experience because I can tell you I sure as heck didn't but yeah it just was not what I expected so I feel like I yeah, I never really enjoyed it. But that's okay. I think that that's super normal. I think there are a lot of people, yeah. whether you're sick or not, like there are just people that don't that's, it's enjoy it. Thing. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. 
you know when yeah the okay your pregnancy is coming to an end mm-hmm. what were your initial symptoms of i might be going into labor yes yeah, so at your starting at 35 or 36 weeks every doctor is different they do every week checkups okay. up until your delivery and my doctor had agreed to induce me at 39 weeks okay just because I was, uh, you know, that was the <laughs> longest 40 weeks of my life. He was willing to give me one week. Yeah. And especially when I was like in the thick of it. Yeah. Just knowing that I had one less week. Yeah. Was seriously like light oh, at the sure. end of my tunnel. So I was like, okay, 39 weeks. Our induction is November. Her due date was November 24th. I think we scheduled it for November 16th. Okay. And starting at my 36 week appointment, they checked me for dilation and effacement and I was one centimeter and this was at your first appointment uh-huh. okay maybe no I don't think I was any actually they said you're not dilated but I can feel that the baby's low like okay so you're starting to it's become a face be, yeah. yeah okay so 37 week appointment I'm one centimeter and like 60 percent effaced next appointment 38 week I'm two centimeters and 80 percent of 70% of face or something. So okay. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm making progress. And I wasn't having contractions or anything really. It was, you know, like yeah. you'd have an occasional Braxton Hicks. Yeah. But, and I was so excited for labor at this point. Like, <laughs> like get I was this like, baby this out of me. I'm so done. One of the easier parts, you know, people yeah. that have like easier pregnancies and then so harder deliveries, or, yeah. you know, I was like, I'm just so ready to yeah. be done that, you know, let's, let's do mm-hmm. this thing. So then at 38 weeks and two days, it was a Friday night. I had my first contraction that felt like a real contraction. I remember we were in the Nielsen's frozen custard drive-thru mm-hmm. about to drive back down to our house. And it was like 6 PM. And I remember I just like wrote the time in my phone. I'd seen people like keep track yeah. of it, you know, in their notes. So I just wrote like 6 PM. Like this could be a contraction. Yeah. You know, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Okay. We keep driving. 10 minutes later, there's another one. 10 minutes later, another one. So I tell Trey, finally, I'm like, I've had a few. He's like, okay, keep timing them. I told my parents. They're like, oh, this is it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> did, probably Did Trayson think it was like it? No, because, I mean, I explained to him, like, we don't go in until they're closer together yeah. or really painful, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know until my water breaks. <laughs> Who knows? But that night, every 10 minutes wake up the next and it was like through the night like mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well because every yeah. 10 minutes like at that point I was like these are contractions you yeah. know they're almost right on time every 10 mm-hmm. minutes and they're you know they hurt Pretty, like it's yeah. not like a Braxton yeah. mix so didn't sleep all well that night woke up the next morning still I mean I say woke up but got up again every 10 minutes um we went to lunch that day mm-hmm. with all the Gordon girls yep. I remember. And I was like sitting there and I'd write them down on my phone. Yeah, Do you remember? I remember that I'd just too. like kind of get quiet for yeah. a second. And they weren't like, <gasps> no, it was you like, know, it's not like a movie contraction. Like you honestly, like looking back, I don't, I don't recall a time at lunch. Yes. Me knowing you were having a contraction yeah. besides you, like maybe like not eating for a sec yeah. and then getting your phone out. Totally. To yeah. So kept timing them 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Um, that night we went to dinner with friends and before dinner, I lost my mucus plug, which like people oh. talk about and it's so weird. And if you're really curious, you can look it up online. Like I had to look it up to be like, what did I this? lose my mucus plug? Did you think your water broke? No, no, no. Or did I you thought know? I lost my mucus plug, okay, so but I knew. still was like, is this what Yeah. 
So it's like kind of weird, but that is what happened. So I was like, okay, again, I think I'm getting closer, but yeah. like my contractions aren't getting any closer yeah. together. And at this point it's Saturday. Mine's my induction is Tuesday. So we'll see. You're like this baby's coming at some point. Like- yeah. So we went to dinner and then got home and I remember they got really painful. They would last longer. They were still like only 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. it got to the point where like it would last so long and be so tight and painful that I couldn't catch my breath. And so I told Trey like, I think we need to go in to get checked Mm -hmm. because in my head, I'm like, okay, I know they're going to tell me that I'm not in active labor, Yes, but I at least want to to know know that I want them to tell me that I've dilated a centimeter more or that I'm making progress. Yes. So we get in and of course we like get in the car and they like totally don't really even hurt anymore. But (laughs) at this point I'm like, okay, we're driving there. We're getting checked. We get in triage. They check me. She's like, okay, well, you are now three centimeters and about 80% of face. So you've dilated, you know, Yeah. your contractions are consistent. Like they're looking at them on the monitor. They're like, I can see that they aren't super, super strong, but they're consistent every 10 minutes. We're going to give you a shot of morphine, send you home, sleep. I wouldn't be surprised if we see you back here in the next day or two. I'm like, oh, exciting. Okay. (laughs) They tell Trey, like, go pull the car up. We're going to wheel her out. Like the morphine will knock her out. Like she'll fall asleep. They gave me the shot of morphine and I was like, did you just give me a Tic Tac? Like <laughs> that was nothing. It literally didn't touch it. I, I like get out to the car. I'm like, okay. like I'm fine. Get in the car. Troy's like, are you tired? Do you feel better? I'm like, no, I don't feel better. And I'm not tired. <laughs> and I haven't slept in now two days. Like I was, oh, so we get home again, still every 10 minutes, wake up the next morning. This is Sunday the 14th. They started being every like <clears throat> 10 to maybe eight. Yeah. Occasionally. And I remember that Sunday like you having to breathe through them. Yes. Like, cause you, when you were at the Gordons. And yeah. It was so we like, decided okay, to like to bring stop. our bags up yes. to Utah, bring our daughter to Salt Lake. Cause it was like closer to our yeah. hospital. And I was like, yeah, let's bring it all up. And yes, they were cl- definitely getting closer together. And I was walking, they were painful at this point. Yeah. I was walking around the main floor yes. of my in-laws um, I just remember you and I'd stop on the piano. Yes. And I vividly I, remember you on one of like the bar stools, yep. like leaning over and just like breathing yes. really yep. heavy. And yeah. I still, I was still timing them. And at this point I was like, okay, they're like eight to six minutes maybe. Okay. But again, at this point I said, I'm not going back into labor and delivery until I know I'm having this baby. Mm-hmm. And at this point you've been what contracting for almost 48 hours. Yes. Like <laughs> just barely shy of 48 hours. And my, I remember my mother-in-law saying to Trey, like, I think she's in labor. Like, I think so. You're like, labor. it's happening. He's like, okay, I, okay. He's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm like, the first time dad, he isn't yeah, what's he's going like, on. Maybe. I, yeah. Frick, I don't know. So they got more painful and I was like, okay, let's go see my parents. They, mm-hmm. my cute dad had driven up to Park City and gotten like my favorite pizza for me cute. to eat. Like as a me and I got there and I was like I don't care about the pizza like get out of my face like no one touched me it was like all of a sudden I was like we are going to the hospital yeah. like they were probably every five to six four to six minutes at this point they freaking hurt and I was just like oh my gosh I, I this is it. yeah we need to go and how I long were you at your parents Oh, like 20 minutes. Oh, so it was like you got there and it was like, okay, wait, yes. this is. Yes. And I remember like trying to sit down and Trayson's eating a piece of pizza and I was like wanting to <laughs> eat like, it so bad. I was me? like, this is my favorite. But I remember like being hunched over the couch, like, 
And then my mom was like, let's, can I give you a hug? I was like, don't touch me. Get me it's out just of that here. when you're sick, you do not want anybody yes. to touch so you. So I was like, Trey, we're That's going. the only like, I remember grabbing his I leg at the table and point. being like, we need to go. Yeah. So got to the hospital and they're checking me in and they check me and they're like, you're like more, you're a five plus and you're 90% of face. Like we're admitting you, you're having a baby. Mm. And that was like 7.30 p.m. ish. Okay. Because do you remember we sent a picture in the family? And yes. We're like, of we're you, in the ho- you in yeah. your bed. Yeah. And I was like, get me the epidural. And so funny when they told me that they're admitting, they're like, we're admitting you. I started throwing up again. I'm like, like this is only fitting. Love it. That I just like close <laughs> this out how I started it. Yeah. So I went into it saying like, maybe I'll get an epidural. Maybe I'll go natural. Like, yes. I, just I remember. no expectations. I remember you being like, if it gets to the point that I think I can do it unmedicated yeah. I'm going to. yeah yeah so I was like okay it's been 50 hours and I haven't slept I need an epidural and I need this it can't yesterday like no don't have it so I tell them I'm like you need a call anesthesia so they're like okay well honey we need to get an IV in your arm before we can call anesthesia again no one can find any of my veins start blowing all my veins in my arms like not sure why I it was horrible and I was like you need to call anesthesia right now so finally they get a hold of anesthesia it's a family friend of Trey's family so he heads in he comes yeah. in he's like hey how's it going I'm like yeah it's good I need an epidural in my back right also now. let's talk about the fact that your OB was supposed oh, yeah. to be out of town yes yeah, so my induction at this point it was Sunday night and my induction was scheduled for Tuesday he was supposed to get back in town Monday night he was out of town. Yes. So I remember asking the nurses, like, who's the OB on call? And they're like, oh, it's Dr. Frower, which was my doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. He's out of town. Like, who's the OB <laughs> on call? She was like, I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Frower. I'm like, you're you like, go check on that. Gone. I know you're lying to me. <laughs> and then she comes back in. She's like, no, it really is Dr. Frower. I'm like, you're kidding. This is amazing. Like, he's here. This is everything. You're just like, so relieved. So relieved. So they get my epidural in, and it's instantly like, amazing you people freak you out about epidurals but i had a That's great what, epidural experience like i get nervous for like just people punching just over say, with okay. a freaking foot-long yeah. needle so people are always like the needle's huge <laughs> okay all i have to say if you're in like strong enough and active enough labor yeah that you need an epidural you don't give you a don't care shiz <laughs> about how like, long the needle me, is yeah like at least that's my, I mean, maybe someone that wants the epidural at two centimeters and isn't in pain, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Everyone's different, yeah. but you want. I was it. like, show me the needle. I don't care. It can be as long as my freaking whole body. Put it in my back. Yeah. But yeah, it was really just, he's like, okay, this is a numbing shot. Tiny, tiny little sting. And then they say you might hear a, like a cracking or a popping Oh, Which sounds weird. Real quick, but I'm cutting you off real quick. If you hear the booms in the back, it's the Disney oh, yeah. fireworks. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. if you can hear that and wondering if what it, it is. It sounds like there's gunshots outside my window. It's Disney World it's fireworks. It's the finale of Magic Kingdom's that's fireworks funny. show. Oh, sorry, funny. continue. No, you're fine. So I kind of heard a popping maybe for a second. See, that would get me. No, but it's it, like, quiet. It's back not hurt loud. right now. No, I promise your back already hurts. Your back already <laughs> you're hurts You're just so done bad. with the contractions. Yeah, so they... He got it in and I was like, it was within like five minutes. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's like immediate pretty much. It was pretty fast. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, hey, we're going to break your water. 
um, my doctor Froer walks in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you really are you're here. Like, I thought I was seeing the an angel. Like, you're here. how are you here? He's like, yeah, we came back a day early from our trip. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> this is amazing. She's like, I'm going to break your water. Looking back, I don't think with my next baby, I'll have them break my water. It just like doesn't make a huge difference. They say it speeds it up, especially if you get an epidural. Sometimes your contractions slow down. Yeah. But I'd just rather do like a low intervention. Like, unless it needs yeah. to happen, just yeah. let it, your body so do what it needs to So he broke my water, which is fine. I mean. Does that feel weird? No. Like, especially what, because I already. like a hook up there or Yeah, something? it's just like this little hook. But at that point I had my epidural, so I didn't really feel anything yeah. down there. But it. It is like a gush of water. Yeah. Like it's just, they just stuffed all these towels between my legs. And just was And yeah, it was just like warm. Huh. Interesting. And it continues to leak. So like they just had towels between my legs, but I couldn't really feel it. Couldn't really feel anything. Pregnancy and then finally they were wild. like, just take a nap. I'm like, oh, thank goodness <laughs> like, I haven't slept please. in a million, a million yeah, days. Yeah, because you now are fine. You're not feeling anything. I bet you're like, please let yes. me sleep. Yeah. I can and it finally. was late. Yeah. You know, I was at yeah. a six centimeters. I was at six centimeters. you what, got admitted at, you said 730. Yeah, something like that. By the time I was like set with my epidural and everything, I think it was like maybe 830 or nine. Okay. They were like, just nap. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> So I did. And they came in every few hours to check me. The next time they came in, they're like, okay, you're at a, you know, eight. Okay. You're at 4am. They came in and said, okay, you're at a 10. Like we're going to push. Love that. Our whole, the whole Gordon family, which we have a big group message. And with every baby, we have like everybody saying, oh, they're coming in. Yeah. You make guesses on weight and time. And like Zoe's asleep through the night. I think at least eighty percent of the Gordon chat was awake, like yeah. waiting for yeah. updates, like texting Trey, like what's happening, what's going on. Because we told them we were right by a window at the front, and we yeah. told them that once I had the baby, they could come just like drive up and see. Yeah. It was still during COVID. Yes. So it was like visitors weren't a thing. Uh huh. Yeah, we were all just like I you were always responding so fast. Out. Like me and Tiffany, I'd were respond up all night. I'd text and be like, just keep. You'd text any update and I was like oh yeah they just came in actually I'm at an eight blah blah you're like woo you got it good job it's like yeah four in the morning it's so fun I remember when my nephews have been born it's like that you're just like so excited um but yeah they come in at four they're like you're complete let's go so we did some practice pushes and do practice I started throwing up again of course during the pushes right before we started pushing when they said it was time to push I started throwing up again. <laughs> you're like okay admit me throw yeah. up start to push throw up have the baby yeah with practice pushes you're what? pushing like yeah it's just it's like just a, basically making sure like you understand you yeah okay which it's like I think it's pretty normal like, like did you count natural? your practice pushes as one of your pushes no but I don't like, know maybe yeah, I always maybe think I that did. when they're like, oh, we're going to do some practice pushes. Yeah, okay. I'm like, no, but you're like actually okay, pushing, if I'm practice, right? Yeah, if I'm counting my practice pushes, sure. Yeah, I think I actually like started pushing at like 4.30 or 4.20 okay. and she was born at 5.09. Okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. You just, I think I pushed my epidural again in the night because before <laughs> I could still move my legs. I couldn't feel my legs, but I could full could on around. move them. And by the time it was time to push... Nothing. I couldn't lift them. It was like, it was funny. They were yeah. like, okay, can you lift your legs up into the stirrups? I'm like, like no, no, Sorry. I'm going to need someone to lift them for me. It was so funny. They yeah. were just like dead weight. Yeah. But got that all situated, started practice pushing. The doctor comes in. 
He's like, okay, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have the baby. Okay. Sounds good. And then you just, it was so calm. I feel like in movies, it's so dramatic and the mom's crying and it hurts and you're screaming out in pain. And the doctor's like, you can do it. Uh, I don't, I don't even know, but mine was like, I have video footage. My, my friend filmed it and they're in small clips, but when you watch them, everyone's quiet. Mm Mm-hmm everyone's calm I'm not crying yet I'm just very focused yeah taking my breaths you know you only push on contractions and my contractions See, I didn't slowed know down. that yeah. until See, like pretty recently which it makes sense when you think about it your cert or your uterus is contracting so it's helping you push yes. so it's just like added like I've always thought it's just like you're just gonna sit here and just keep on pushing until this baby comes out but usually I think when people when it's time to push I think people's contractions are more like one to three minutes one to two minutes apart like it they're pretty consistent mine slowed down to like four to five minutes so you're only pushing and how many how many pushes do you get between or for you do you do like 30 seconds usually so it's like three sets of 10 seconds and then you just stop for four minutes yeah and so when I think about it I I mean we were pushing for 45 minutes yeah but it was probably only only like nine yeah actively pushing it was probably like six sets of pushes yeah that's and it didn't feel like 45 minutes like it went really fast I bet it went fast yeah and yeah it just was really smooth and she just came like she just came yeah and then they're like put her (laughs) on here's your baby then I totally started crying because it just felt like this overwhelming feeling of I was not alone in all of this you're like I was like I was so depressed I was so I felt so alone I felt so isolated and lonely and scared and sick but like you this little thing you were with me through all of it and like you're the reason I did it and all of a sudden I was like I would do it a million times over again for yeah. you yeah like the second there it's like I went through hell but it was for this little yes and thing. it's oh it's so crazy it's just this human this fully functioning like yeah she can scream and sh- I can see her blinking and like it's the most out-of-body spiritual surreal miraculous experience yeah and I mean, of course I haven't experienced yeah. this, but I always hear people say like, and I'm sure you guys always hear people say like, you never have experienced a love like that until it's, there's a baby there. there. Like, I'm sure even in your stomach, it was like, I love this baby, yeah, yeah. but not, No, it's, I would do not, yeah. anything. No, it's, I mean, I'm sure it was also It's literally like too, instantaneous. But. Yeah. And I know for some people it's not, you know how some, I mean- I've heard of more people lately sharing experiences where they're like, I just didn't really feel an instant connection. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it took a while, which I think is so fine. Yeah, you know, everyone however, has different yeah. experiences. But for me, it just, it really was so instantaneous. I'm sure part of that too was what you went through totally. in your pregnancy. Totally. To see I, this little I human saying her yes. a million times more. And felt proud of yourself yep. for doing that yep. for so long to create yeah it was just this little baby and I'm a cry like I am a crier Mm -hmm. so I thought like I'm gonna cry in labor I'm gonna cry in this but it really was until she was born I just felt like I was in this zone like get her out focus on that Mm -hmm. but yeah once she came out it was just like 
literally emotions from the last nine months just like flooding out of me. Oh, I'm sure. And it was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, if I could give birth every day for nine months versus being pregnant, like, I would. I'd take it in a heartbeat. No question. Cute. Oh, and then I remember Zoe, or was it Trayson, sent a picture of Ozzy. Oh, yeah. Of Zoe, like, rocking Ozzy on her chest. Mm. And we all freaked out. Oh, and yeah, Trace's like, you can come see At 5.30, yeah. I went over to my in-laws. We all packed in the car and went to the hospital Met and Trey like held Zoe's her up like parents and siblings and oh it was, it was like the so lion cute. king it really was because we couldn't go in because uh-uh. covid yeah they opened up the blinds it was like right our f- window was like the roundabout mm-hmm. to the hospital we'll put a picture of that too up yeah. on the instagram but it was just oh it was so cool yeah that was amazing it was so cute we facetimed them yeah, we were, like, on outside. FaceTime while you guys were outside, so yeah. Trey could, like, show you her little face. And yes. I mean, she was a big girl. She was 7 pounds, 15 ounces, so she was yeah. literally an ounce shy of 8 pounds, which I was shocked about. I mean, Trayson was 5 and a half pounds. I was 7 and a half, so I kind of was thinking she'd be around 7 and a half. Yeah. But... Not getting a ton of... But you think about what she was getting was just high calorie... Yeah, that's true. She, like, the shakes. Yeah. I wonder if I didn't have those, like if she would have just been smaller. Been teeny tiny. But. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, you went through labor. You had a smooth labor. Mm-hmm. What were you and Trayson's first, like, did you have like a moment that you were like, wait, we are now parents to this yes, human? Yes, the first night in the hospital, I... You all of a sudden, maybe I wonder if you've had a baby and you've experienced this, please tell me I'm not alone. But the first night I remember I'm, we're getting her ready for bed and in my head, I'm like, I no, I think I said out loud, like, do we have enough layers on her? Like, is she wearing enough? Or does she have too much on her? Is uh-huh. she getting hot? Is she getting cold? I don't know. We didn't know. We called the nurse in. They're like, oh yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Okay. Shut the lights off. Go to bed. She's in her little bassinet next to me. And the lights are off for about two minutes and I turn the lights back on and I'm sobbing and I'm like, what if, what if she rolls over? What if she stops breathing? Like what, what I'm just supposed to go to bed. I'm just yeah. supposed to shut my eyes right now and, and expect stop. her to be okay. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. It was the most anxious. I was like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to sleep again <laughs> in my life? Like if she's sleeping I can't sleep like yeah someone needs to, need be, to be watching, watching her. her breathe yeah like and it was just this shock of like holy crap this is going to be there's going to be things like this for the rest of my life like yeah all of a sudden I knew she was breathing when she was inside me you know I felt her kick mm-hmm. and I knew she was there and all of a sudden she's on the outside and we're responsible for yeah, her and you- like don't just yes know I know now. my I know my 12 hour old baby can't roll over yeah but for some reason I There's think she's and... going to and then she's gonna suffocate yeah and millions of babies go to sleep every night and wake up two hours later to eat you know <laughs> wake up the next morning but for some reason in your head you're like so anxious. something's gonna go wrong yeah so did you sleep that first night at all? Well, so I called the nurse back in. <laughs> She's like, okay, honey, again, everyone They're does fine. this. Your baby's fine. You're not the only one. They were like, we can take her to the nursery if you want. I'm like, no, that's even worse. Like, <laughs> You're like, I don't want her away no, from me. No, but yeah, that's that's a no. But yeah, we slept. She slept. Um, 
postpartum was a breeze. Yeah. How me. long were you in the hospital? We left the next morning. Okay. So, so I was laboring through the night in the hospital and then stayed a night. Okay. But I just, Pretty quick. by the time she was born, yeah, it was like 16 hours. Like we were just yeah. ready to get out. Yeah. And what were the first few days like when you got home? It's now fine. just you and Trey in this baby. They were fine because I was like, do you know what? These last nine months freaking wrecked me. I can freaking do anything. Like, this is nothing. Yeah. Seriously, this is not... I'm like, yep, okay, well, this is still hard. Like, yeah, I'm tired, but I don't feel like I'm going to puke my guts out at every second of the day. So, that's good. I'm going to sleep when I can. Yeah, you feel good. I'm sure your mental health has shot up because now you just have this love for this baby. Yeah, just like constant serotonin, dopamine. Yeah. Oh, no, it was... It was great. Seriously, my, Crazy. and with my labor being so smooth, my recovery was really smooth. Good. Like I had one tiny stitch Yeah. and I'm like so grateful for that. But yeah, I just think every time I see someone that has hyperemesis, like my heart just goes out to them. Yeah. And I know there's different degrees of it. Some people just have it and work through it. Some people have it and just do IVs. Some yeah. people have it, have feeding tubes. Some people have it and it's their whole pregnancy like Mm -hmm. I just feel for them yeah and there's oh yeah yeah. what in any future pregnancies that you have what is like the statistic like the likelihood that's what everyone asks me you will have it again I I mean everywhere you look they're gonna have different statistics on it some people say there's an 80 to 90 percent chance it reoccurs some people say it's totally random some people say it's 20 to 50%. Some, my doctor said there's probably an 80 to 90%, with how severe yours was, yeah. there's an 80 to 90% chance it will reoccur. And usually when we see it, it gets worse. So I'm like, okay, this You're is like, the only baby I'm ever I remember having. your whole pregnancy, you saying, I will never have nope. another, another no, child. No, I remember the this. nurses would come in when I was hospitalized and they'd say to me, is this your first? I'd say first and last. Yeah. I'm literally never doing and this And then I again. remember literally the week Ozzy was born. You're like, okay, maybe I can I'm do like, this yeah, again. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? Did you forget? Clearly you did. But it's just funny. Yeah, you you forget. truly do. And I think that if, if I didn't forget, like, we would never, ever have any more kids. Yeah. But we'll just have to see. Yeah, and now we have this sweet little Aussie. I know, and I feel like I truly earned just, like, such a sweet, she happy girl. She is the... I mean, sometimes she's a stinker. I'm no, not going to act so like cute. she's not. Xander and I are, like, totally that aunt and uncle that will just mm. sit at night and, like, look at pictures of Aussie. <laughs> We're oh. like, oh, she's so cute. She's so smart. She is, and she's just everything, and... She's going to turn... She's turning two this year? Yeah, she'll be 18 months in five days. Crazy. Time goes so fast. So fast. Oh, so fun. I think we covered a majority of the questions. Yeah, we got the whole just... story. If there happens to be any other questions, yeah, if you have any has, questions, send them our if way. If you are experiencing or hyperemesis. Or you know anyone that is, please tell them to reach yeah. out. I was able to find a few people just like through Instagram. People would send me. You're like, oh, I know this girl. I know this girl. I heard of this girl. And even just being able to read someone else's experience or just message them. You're not the only one that's experienced this. And to hear them say to you, like, oh no, it was the deepest depression I've ever been in. And I love my kids, but it was horrible, you know? 
it's just nice to hear it from someone else because you're like, okay, I'm not crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, reach out, share my, share this with anyone who might yeah. be going through it or there's light at the end. And everyone would tell me, it'll be so worth it. And I wanted to punch them in the throat. You're I'm like, like, okay, you're but like, yeah, it still some sucks point, right but now, I still you know? have this amount of time that I'm going to be feeling like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's awful. But, but yeah, hopefully fingers crossed any of that, just like no one, no one else has it and maybe I won't ever have it again. That'd be nice. <laughs> You're like, please. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening today. Yes. If you're feeling generous, leave a review and a rating. Mm-hmm. Follow our Instagram at mybestfriendsbrother.pod. And we love you all. And we will talk Hopefully to you. Hopefully talk to you Hopefully next, next week. Hopefully next week. Stay we said tuned. last time. But <laughs> bye, guys. Have a good one.